Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Technical Foul Podcast. <laughs> uh, we're back again, um, and our last episode is has just gone up, but it was from a couple weeks ago, so it's been a couple weeks since we recorded, um, and uh, so we're back at it. Anything new with you guys, Raz? Um, new in life? Yeah. No. Everything's the same. Everything's the same. Um, I'm just, yeah, everything's the same. Nothing's bad happened. No car wrecks? No, no, no car trouble. No tickets? No tickets. Knock on wood. Your car, your, no car trouble? No car trouble. Yeah, that's surprising. I got my power steering fixed. Raz, Raz had the worst <laughs> luck with car, with his car I for know. the longest time. It was like one thing after another. The battery was battery bad. Battery was bad. Okay. Then you got he got rear-ended. Let's talk about this. The man never changes his oil. Though. Never changes oil ever. I did change my oil the last thousand miles, so I had two thousand miles to go. And then um, for about at least he knows how often you're supposed to change. It. <laughs> for about a year and a half, he was putting a a. a like a bottle of power steering fluid yeah. in his power steering tank every two days? Yeah, every, yeah, like every week it got worse. So I was putting, and they're like, at the gas station, it's like a dollar fifty. So it was like nothing for me to just to, oh uh, yeah, I'll take about three. How much did it cost you to get your power steering three. pump replaced? Um, well, in Nashville, my dad has like a mechanic that like works on like a car for his, for his and um, so anyway, it cost me for the part and the labor end up paying like two hundred dollars. After you spent six hundred and ninety four dollars on power steering fluid, spend like at least <laughs> spend a dollar fifty per day, at least a hundred dollars. Well, the thing was, um, I was getting, I was paying a ticket or my get my license renewed or something like not license but um, tags renewed, and sh- the judge asked me, well, how much have you spent? You know, trying to get your, um, because I had to get like my, um, because you couldn't, tested. you couldn't, uh, couldn't pass the missions. Pass missions. So, she, so I was like, man, I haven't got it done. It's my car is like really messing up. And she was like, well, uh, so how much have you spent so far? I was like, about mm, oh, $300. And she was like, oh, well, okay, well, we're just going to write this off and uh, just get it done whenever you get done. I was like, so she let you. So she let you not have to have your inspection, right? So you got your tag <laughs> so without having tag. Inspection. right. So I was like, "Thank you." Only person ever. <laughs> right. You had to go. You had to go to court and get like an exemption. Yeah, she gave me an exemption. Shout out to her. Oh my gosh, Miss Judge Judy. <laughs> no, that's not her name. But I don't know. Was she? Jeez. What did she have? Like blonde hair? No, no, I can't. Do you have to go to a criminal court? Like the, the general civil, sessions. I went to oh, it was civil, a civil but oh, okay. I heard, like sitting through there, I heard. Bunch of stories of some messed up people, so I'm like, dang, I'm, my life is not that bad. Yo, I had to go. I had to go sit in court one day uh, for a class that I was taking. It was a law class, so the like final project was you had to go to court and then write like a paper about uh, what you heard about in the court. And dude, like it does, it makes you feel a little better about oh, yeah. your life. Oh yeah, like people will yeah, get domestic domestic. I'm not looking forward to it. I gotta get my license renewed this year. I just had mine. Why? You gotta take a picture. Yeah. I do need a new picture though, because I'm like to a child have in my old photo. You have to get a new picture. 
good. Yeah. <clears throat> What's been new in your life? Anything? You know, just got a couple of vacations planned, ready to kick out Philly and uh, uh, Hilton Head. You know. You're not going anywhere out west this year? Maybe later on. I want to go to San Francisco really bad. So we're thinking maybe like I'm trying late, to stack up my vacation hours. So um, the NCAA tournament brackets are the official. They're official. Yeah. They're, They're real out. official, y'all. It's real official. So um, shout out to Nick everybody's Kenneth. talking about what's going to happen. So we're going to go through and kind of just give our little predictions. Um, the, any any big surprises in the conference tournaments or anything you guys want to talk about first? Um, well, North Carolina got knocked out early. I mean, I'm going to miss, after this year, I'm going to miss Grayson Allen because oh watching gosh. him this year in his whole chipping spree, it's, it was cool. I'm going to miss his flagrant. You just like the controversy. I love the controversy. You know what, though? He's only a junior, even, though. Is he only a junior? You might I be like back. I've seen him. He's like a five-year senior or something. No, I think he might be back. So you might get one more year of the tripping action. Uh, okay. Anyway, so uh, Any, nothing else. No, I mean there's no a few surprises. surprises. I mean, like, like Northwestern is in their first ever NCAA tournament, so that's kind of a big deal for them. Uh, Who won the SEC? SEC was Kentucky. That was no surprise. No surprise there. ACC. That was uh, a little surprise. Big Twelve. Uh, Kansas didn't win. It was uh, Iowa State. That was kind of surprising a little bit. I mean, Kansas still team. gets the number one though. Yeah. They won the regular season. Kansas is looking nice. So speaking of which, um, let's just go all the way in and uh, give our final four predictions. So Mm -hmm. who wants to go first? So we're going to skip the boring part and just go straight to the final four. Straight to the meat. Straight to the meat. Meat and and potatoes. (laughs) Okay. Um, Who's going to start off? Go ahead. Okay, so mine will, will be Duke, Arizona, Kansas and UCLA. Um, you want me to talk about that? I mean, is there anything? I mean, there's no real. You're not really. You really feel. You want to tell me how you're. Okay, so. Not really going out on a limb on anything. Got all, what, one and two seeds? UCLA's a three, four? Right. So these are my thoughts on that, okay? So. Yeah, typically there's a lot of upsets, you know, first round upsets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but those Cinderella stories, they don't always make it very far. Yeah. And usually towards the end, you mostly got one, twos, threes, occasionally maybe a four or five, but usually yeah. don't make it that far. So your top seeds, maybe a two seed. That's kind of how I see it anyway. Yeah. It's like. Who you got? So I got, um, let's see, I got my boys, UNC. Of course. I also got the adversary, Duke. Um, that's actually what I got in the championship game. Facing off for a fourth time this year. And then um also have Arizona, who I like. They've been playing good lately. Um, and Louisville. And that one was kind of tough because Louisville, Kansas, that's kind of a toss-up. Mm-hmm. I just like Louisville a little bit better, so pick them. How about you, Tony? Um... I got Kentucky, Villanova. Nobody said Villanova. Yeah, the defending you know champs, though, man. They, I mean, back defending to back, checks. they could in do this, that. I didn't put Villanova, but I have Villanova in several brackets. So I could definitely see them making it back to the Final Four. If How many brackets do you have? I mean, you, you know, I filled out like 10 of them, but like, then I have my true bracket, my like 
for a real bracket. I'm just mm-hmm. trying to win some contests, okay? Yeah. Let's I'm, all be I'm real. I'm one for one. I'm There's trying the thing to get my at work, feet wet this year. Pay time off at work. Mm-hmm. You got to throw some variations in there. Gotcha. Also, Louisville. You had Louisville? No, I did not. Who had Louisville? I did. Anybody? Yeah. Okay, Ben. I, I know I heard it. Ben Affleck. And Gonzaga. Nobody had Gonzaga. They, I like them, but I could so not much. do They're it. They're just in a weak conference. Mm-hmm. Gonzaga's not getting a lot of love. So I have Gonzaga losing to West Virginia in the Sweet 16. All right, so to kind of give a little bit of love, we're going to do something, and it's going to be... Oh, uh, are we going to talk about why we picked our four? No. Okay. I already asked. Well, I, I said, I, I said, do you have any specific reasons? Any, any kind of just deep insight? Well, like, I, I no. want, what I want to say is a big See, game. In this bracket, I picked What's going to be a big game? A big game for me that's going to be worth watching is it's, it's not going to be coming. It's not going to be, it's not going to happen in the final four or, or later. It's going to happen in Sweet 16. What is it? And it's going to be UK versus UCLA. UCLA. That's in, a huge game. In Memphis. That's a big game, though. I would, I really am excited about that game, and then the winner could potentially play Carolina. And I'm not. There's no guarantees here. Mm-hmm. They could get upset by Middle Tennessee State. We never know. Um, but if those two games in a row in Memphis, like you said, yeah, UCLA, Kentucky, and then possibly the winner of that facing UNC, that's two potential blockbuster games. Yeah, it's gonna be a crazy. So game. I think the the committee did an awesome job mm-hmm. setting set up some of these rematches. From the regular season, give them what the people want. There's been a lot of uh, on the like on the radio and I listen to the radio driving to and from uh, working back home. Um, there's been a lot of people is like kind of questioning the selection committee. Do you have any any seatings that kind of irk you? I mean, the thing is, the people's biggest complaint is like number one. Some people are saying Syracuse should have made it. They won like 18 games. Yeah. Well, let's be for real. They're really not that good. So who, um, all right, so let's do this. We'll go opposite ends of the spectrum. So the first, we're going to pick a Cinderella. Who's the, who's the, who's going to, who we're going to talk about is like just blazing through a couple of big upsets. Probably not going to make it all the way. Like you said about Cinderella's, but may make it to the sweet 16, something like that. Who's, who's going to be that Cinderella? For me, I think I I have on my page um, Oklahoma State. Okay. Um, I just like them. I just I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. Um, but if I they feel can like beat Michigan, though. if they can beat Michigan, but in the back of my mind, I'm feeling, man, watch it be like Florida Gulf Coast or something like that because they did that what, a couple years ago. Like they kind of yeah they, had, they did they I think they went to the Sweet Sixteen yeah. Which I'm really hoping they don't beat Florida State, but but yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna go with Oklahoma State. I like the way they play. So before I say I'm a, I haven't changed anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. But on my paper, I got Florida Gulf Coast. <laughs> oh. um, I just I, I don't know, man. They just they got a good record. I don't watch much basketball, so I just go by record and kind of what I see. They're twenty six and seven. They got some good wins. Um, if they knock off Florida State, then they play either Maryland or Xavier. So they could they could yeah. knock off one of those teams pretty easy. And uh, I mean, they could make it. 
We'll see. The thing about them is that they have tournament experience. Make it to the Sweet 16. Is always a good thing, you know, when you've played in it several times, which they have. And the other thing is that they've won. They've won big games before, so it's yeah. definitely a possibility. That's a game that makes me nervous as a Florida State fan. I'm hoping that you're wrong, but definitely could be right on that. Who do you have written down? So I have New Mexico State. Okay. So they're 14 seed. Where are they? Oh, they're in the East East New York bracket. Okay. Yeah. So the reason I have them is they, uh, you know, kind of what you said. I I don't I haven't seen them play much, but I just have a gut feeling about them, and they have a good record. I think they've only lost like five games, and you know if they could beat Butler, they'll match up with either um, the winner of. SMU versus whoever wins a playing game, which is either, I think it's Providence or USC. Butler or Baylor? Baylor, sorry. So, I definitely could see them upsetting one of those two. Then in the Sweet 16, I have them playing Duke. I don't really see them beating Duke, but, you know, I, I think they could definitely win a couple games. That's kind of the lowest seeded team that I see moving on. So I could go along with yours. The opposite end of this question is the other question is, what team do you hope gets knocked off? Dude, but that the the Carolina Blue that bleeds out of me, I gotta wish that Duke gets knocked off. I said the same thing. So I, I mean, I could go along with you and hope that Duke gets knocked off. No, New Mexico hey, State. I could think if you be don't the one live to do it near Duke or in New Jersey, everybody's hoping that Duke gets knocked off. <laughs> Man, they, they, they kind of had squeaked out two wins in the championship mm-hmm. to where, like, in the tournament. North Carolina kind of had them against the ropes a little bit, and they beat them in the end. Notre Dame, I thought Notre Dame was going to stomp them the way that first, Notre Dame has been playing that first little bit looked, mm-hmm. the first half of that game, and then they just The thing is about Duke on. is that this is the thing I, I, that I feel like about Duke is they either get upset early or they're going to be in the Final Four championship game. It's right. kind of like there's no in-between for them. You know, it's like they either make a run and they go all the way to the Final Four or the Yeah, Notre, Notre Dame is no slouch because they beat – didn't they beat um, Gonzaga? They beat Florida State. They beat um, – they've hung in with Duke, I think, both times. I mean, they're, they're a well-coached team, I think. Yeah. Who do you have getting knocked off? Or who I, do you hope gets knocked off? I hope uh, Villanova, just because they're champs. You don't like the repeats? No. You like the underdogs? Yeah, I like the underdogs. See, the only thing is about that is I would actually really enjoy seeing a rematch of Carolina and Villanova. I think that would be a great mm-hmm. game. It was an awesome game last year. I mean, on as a Carolina fan, you know, it sucked to see us lose. But there are two epic shots made. I mean, you can't really ask for much more as a college basketball fan. Overall, I want to see like some good top prospect performances. You know what I'm saying? Like um of yeah. course, uh, Lonzo Ball, I want him to like show out and yeah, do the like Malik Monk and earn Malik his Monk. and earn his billion dollar shoe deal. Yeah, of his, you know, his own shoe <laughs> by his own brand. <laughs> you know. Hey, is um, it, uh, now this is not this is not on the on the uh agenda whatsoever. Is his dad doing more harm than good? Can we all agree that... Naturally, I want to say yes. 
But after hearing him talk on like the news networks and things like that, I mean, you can't you can't really be too mad at him because mm-hmm. he 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 loves his kid. He loves his kid. He thinks his kid is the greatest, yeah. and he he I mean, wants, who wouldn't hype and he their wants kid the up. best for his kid. Right. Lonzo Ball has always said, "That's my dad. He's always going to be him." And I always say, like, well, the media is the one interviewing him, so what do you expect him yeah. to say? You know See, now, if, it, I guess it just depends on your personality. If that was me mm-hmm. and my dad, I'm going to be like, Dad, let me speak for myself. Let my play speak for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that, that's just my personality. Right. I would be like, Dad, look, I appreciate you. I love you. And I'm glad that you want to be there for me. Mm-hmm. Like, be my manager. That's right. But let me him. be the face. Mm-hmm. I'm the player. Right. Let me be the face. So here's a question I have for you. Would we be talking about Lonzo Ball right now if it weren't for Alonzo the Ball. stuff his dad says? Would it be um, in the conversation? I, I think he's a great basketball player. He's going to be talked about regardless. But will we be talking about him at the level that he's being talked at right now? I think the only hype that I've heard about him and the only reason that I went and looked at about him and his brothers, his brothers are good too. His mm-hmm. brothers are coming up. They're going to be good. Mm-hmm. But the only reason that I went and researched him and looked about him was because of the crazy stuff that his dad says. Right. Fun fact: I have a Lonzo, uh, Lavar Balls, Daddy Balls, um, Pulse, <laughs> college stats. <laughs> I saw this earlier today. Um, two point two points per game, two point three rebounds per game, one assist per game, point one block, forty five percent from the free throw line, and forty five percent from forty uh, percent from. You the can't field. blame him for living vicariously, bro. Come on. <laughs> but anyway, but so basically, the question like. Do we personally feel that Pops is doing more harm than good, or is it is it neutral? Is he really is does Alonzo Ball's play speak for itself, and Dad is kind of just you know He's having no there. effect on it, or is I mean, it just I is think what it, it is? brings it brings um, attention. Is he to helping? More is he helping or hurting? I don't think it's or hurting right, him or because well, here's the thing: I don't think it's hurting him because he has played so well. Right. It'd be different if he, all this attention was being brought to him, and then he but his game off. didn't back it up. Yeah. But he's played well, and he's ar- he was already being recruited and scouted heavily. I mean, obviously, he got a scholarship from UCLA. He was a McDonald's All-American. All these things happened before his dad was in the media all the time. So he was already a good player. There's pressure for, our, for not probably for um, Lonzo, but just us as viewers, like, you know, Either we want him to do good or we want him to bottom out. Like we want like some we want something to either validate or distract or yeah. like you I know, mean diminish. I think for for him his game is gonna speak for itself. I know his dad talks a lot, but he's kind of a quiet guy, it seems like. You know, I think he's confident for sure. So I just I think his his game's gonna speak for itself. He's gonna be a top three pick. Yeah. You know, we'll be talking about him because of that. Really so, do we ever agree? Like, does it help or hurt? I think it's neutral. I, I it's don't. Neutral? I don't personally. If if I was if I was Lonzo, I would say, look, pops, chill out. Mm. Let me let me do it. Like, talk for me behind my back. If somebody, you know, if if Nike calls, go ahead, talk to him, hype mm-hmm. me up. Okay, he just calls. But What's like, good? stay out from in front of the TV yeah. for just a minute. Right. That's just me yeah. personally, but that's just my personality. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like my performance. I'm I'm not one that if I was in that situation, of course, if I was, who you know I mean you never know. But well, that's like, I feel like uh, with my personality. Remember Wayne Selden last year around this time, Kansas guard. 
He's just now getting into the NBA from the D League, mm. and his uncle was hyping him up. Yeah, so it's like, well, he's just I a mean, big personality. His, know? as I mean, long as it's not, as long as it's not hurting, and he doesn't see like it's not hurting. As long, obviously, as long as he doesn't see a detriment, like his dad speaking is getting him it's negative press. No, as long as it's not distracting, as long as it's not causing him anything. You know, he's cool with it. He's just, hey, you know, pops, do what you're going to do. We'll come back to basketball and talk about the NBA in a little bit. But um, let's talk about the NFL for a second. Um, What are two – do you have one or two notable trades or free agent signings that have happened so far? So One or two. Two big trades. Mm -hmm. All right, number one, in my opinion, is a huge trade that not many people are talking about right now is Brandon Cooks to to the Pats. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a dynamic receiver, and only added to what they already had. They're the Super Bowl stinking champs, and then they add Brandon Cooks, who's like probably a top fifteen wide receiver. I mean, he's he's really talented, and I think he's the type of player. You know, he he can get in these short routes and get open quickly, which is like you know, what Brady loves to throw to. You know, he's sure-handed, he's athletic. That's a huge trade, in my opinion. And then the other one is the uh, the Osweiler trade, which has been kind of become like a laughing stock. It's like you traded away a quarterback, a second round pick, and a sixth round pick. In return, you got a fourth round pick. When you sound when you break it down like that, it sounds like they got nothing in return. Right. But the the goal of it was to rid themselves of Osweiler's contract, basically. Which, uh, Which is it's smart because, successfully. I mean, something like that, it seemed like they pulled the trigger too quickly um, for him last year, you know, after the Broncos winning the title and they thought Brock Osweiler was, you know, everything with, you know, Peyton Manning playing and blah, blah, blah. So um, let me ask you guys a question. Yeah. And tell me what you think. Do, does that change the way the NFL uh you know, teams are. You think teams will be more hesitant to pull the trigger on on a big deal for a uh, not so well known quarterback or unknown commodity? You don't know what he's got because you've only seen him play yeah. a little bit. They're pulling triggers on not sure things, hoping to the hit. quarterbacks really haven't moved yet. Though there really hasn't been a big move on. But that's what quarterbacks I'm asking. Yet. You think I don't know if the they're. I don't know what's waiting on that. So that's why. That's what I'm asking. So because of the contract he signed last year that was such a big contract and he was a bust, do you think that's making teams more hesitant to sign a big contract to these guys that they're not really sure about now? Or yeah. or to make a trade for Jimmy Garoppolo? Or I think you're right. You could be right about that. Um, they could make big trades for like name brand guys, but shorter term. So like one year or one year... Something like that. They're, I don't think they're gonna go after like someone. There, I mean, who's available? Who's top tier that's available for? I think there's. I think there's veteran guys that aren't really right. That aren't really that that are kind of question marks. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jay Cutler, Con Kaepernick, Tony Romo, right? Uh, Patrick. You you have a lot of guys yeah. that are veterans that kind of haven't done anything really in mm-hmm. a little bit. You kind of questionable, or they have problems with injuries like Romo. Um, as Which we're almost still under contract technically right now for two with more the Cowboys, years. so we'll yeah. see what happens there if they try to trade him or I if they think, release him. Um, back to the question. So I think what kind of in you know intrigues me not to 
I, I hope that they don't do good because I'm just tired of hearing about them. But um, they could wind up being good. Is the Giants picking up Brandon Marshall? I mean, you have uh, Manning there. You got a veteran quarterback that's questionable, in my opinion, as far as his greatness. Not been consistent, definitely. Very inconsistent, but they, uh, you know, they got o- Odell Beckham now. They got a they got a duo. They took two rings from. Uh, they Brady. got a duo. I mean, they got a trio. Sterling uh, Shepard is no joke either. They got a duo. Um, so, I don't know. That could be intriguing. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I like the Giants. And so obviously, I like the Pats. I'm a little bit biased. Up. so um, I like, But I, like I thought it was a good move. I mean, I don't think they, they didn't really give anything up. I mean, they signed him as a free agent. So. Bring your, what are your trades? Well, I just want to back you up because that was one of my... My trades, well, my sign signings that I liked. I like Bree yeah, Marsh. We're talking about trades here, and you're talking about like free agent signing. Well, uh, there haven't thing. been any. There haven't been any big trades. Yeah, that, um, that, well, those two. I mean, I think huge. the Giants will do great this coming up season if they can just sure up the running back position and actually that the offensive line because they couldn't get anything going. They became so one dimensional. Uh, they can bring Tiki offense. Barber back. So they need to show up. They need like a Dallas Cowboys offensive line. Well, now Something that... close to that. Now that Eddie Lacy has moved, finally. Eddie Lacy was... Um, Eddie Lacy signed with Seattle. So now the word on the street is that these running backs that are <laughs> sitting like there put and not moving... Word on the street. That now that he's... Uh, now that Eddie Lacy's kind of... Uh, got the ball rolling that some of these running backs will get moving. So maybe maybe there'll be some running back stuff. Um, you know, Jamal Charles, Adrian Peterson are still out there. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the question no is, how much guys, do you want a banged up uh, older running back? What's the market for that? One I mean, my, I would like to have Adrian Peterson on the Bucks. Don't get me wrong. I mean, that'd be a nice piece to add. But I think he'll go to a contender. Yeah, I think he's gonna definitely go to a team that has a chance. Yeah. He could be a Raiders, he I could be see. a second piece. I mean, I mean, same with Jamal Charles. I mean, Jamal Charles. I think he I mean, should go to the Packers. So, I think he should go to the Packers. He loves Aaron Rodgers. He loves Aaron Rodgers. So, what are uh, my? Um, well, you guys kind of touched on my main ones, but my third one would have to be third. I said one or two. Okay, well, I just had alternatives. Just so in case what, you guys um, beat me to my first two, I was going to say, since I'm last. So who are the biggest free agents still available? What are your two two top free agents still available? So, I mean, if Dante Hightower is still available, right? Yep, as of right now. As of right now. I mean, I don't foresee the Patriots letting him walk, so that'd be crazy if they do, right? Well, so let's scratch him off. i say... The two biggest names, I mean, Adrian Peterson. Jamal Charles. I wouldn't even say Jamal Charles because he, he hasn't had a healthy season in, like, how many years? Um, I like, uh, you know, I like Don Terry Poe. Is uh, the defensive tackle from the Chiefs. He's played really well the last several seasons. I mean, I think he'd be a nice pickup for a team. For, let's say, the Colts, who need some defensive help. Big time. Uh, come on over, Don Terry. I say my two. Um, 
obviously being a Pats fan, Dante Hightower, I think he's I think he's extremely valuable. Um, I think the only problem would be that um, he, you know, he may not get what he believes he's worth on the free agent market. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it would be in his best interest to be a little more realistic and just stay with the Pats. But that's also me being selfish and wanting him to. Well, for um, him, it's kind of like, do you want the money or do you want an opportunity to make still good money but also win? Yeah. And then my other intriguing matchup, just as a former offensive lineman, is Nick Mangold. I really like him. He played for the Jets for so long. But, yeah. I mean, there's there doesn't seem to be a lot of offensive linemen available in the free agent market right now. And to be able to have a veteran center who can still play, I think somebody, somebody would uh, – a team that really needs some veteran leadership – I mean that's the perfect place to go for it. Be somebody like him, so that would be my second if, pick. Yeah, he can go to that needs a team that needs leadership is uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, they've lost some linemen too. They lost some guys. That's so a good they point. Would, they would need some veteran leadership because yeah, that team is erratic. Fit, he can also come to the Colts. We need offensive line help as well. <laughs> Offensive and defensive line, they're not not doing well. Uh, for me, it'll have to be um, Adrian Peterson. I think you're intrigued by Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Um, I mean, who is he? Gets hurt, yes, but he comes back from every energy in, energy injury faster than expected every time. Um, so he's old though. How old is he? 30, 30, 31. Yeah. He just turned, he's just started his thirties. So, but he's Adrian Peterson though. He's not like, you know, he's 32 years old. He's going to, he's about to be 32 years old. He's 31. Yeah. He's be 32 this month. Um, I think whatever team he goes on, he he will better the team. Even if he's a number two guy, but he get 500, 600 yards and you have the veteran leadership. He can't be a workhorse guy. He's got to be an early down Mm -hmm. guy. Um, You know how um, the Patriots do LeGarrette Blunt. You know, have somebody like a Gio Bernard type of third uh, down running back kind of go in tandem with him and then he can be successful, you know, where he's not holding the rock all day long, you know, trying to base your offense around him. So I think whatever team he goes goes with would be be a better team. So there's not a lot of, I don't know, it it was something to talk about, the NFL. Hey, Um, one thing we didn't mention. Yeah, I want to say one more thing about the NFL. I mean, a lot of wide receivers going to new teams like Alshon Jeffrey, we talked about Brandon Marshall, um, Alshon Jeffries going to the Eagles, of course. Deshaun Jackson to the Bucks. They have needed a slot receiver for like ten years. Yeah. So I mean, I know he's getting older, but that might be a potentially good fit, especially with the big guys on the outside. They pretty much have two number one wide receivers on that team with uh, Rashad, George. What was his name? Jordan Mike Matthews. Mike Evans. Jordan Matthews. Who are, you, who are you talking about? Eagles. Eagles, okay. Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about the Bucks. Oh, no, because he said Alshon Jeffrey to the Eagles. His mind didn't get off of Alshon Jeffrey because he's a former Bear. Oh. Right. <laughs> I'm thinking of I'm thinking of the Bucks. Like, you talking about the number one receiver? Uh, Mike, Mike Evans. Evans. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be. 
Vincent, the Vincent Jackson? Um, no, Mike Evans is their number one. All right. Um, so there's not a lot left in the free agency or, or trades, but it could, something could happen. One thing so, to mention uh, also, sorry. I'm going to say one We already last said thing. one thing twice one already. Thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, one. Stephon Gilmore to the Pats, that was a good pickup by your boys. They've made a lot of good moves in the offseason. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, sure. last thing I'm going to say about the Patriots. Last but not least. Trade with um, Brandon Cooks. Um, I think that trade just simply means that of course, the Patriots are going to win the championship in 2017. Can we go 16. ahead and jinx them right now? The Patriots will win the Super Bowl next season. They will. Because when has the Patriots traded for a wide receiver? They also got... Uh, they uh, traded for Chad Johnson. They traded for Randy Moss. Okay. Uh, <laughs> a, a, a premier wide receiver. They traded for Chad Johnson. <laughs> they Moss. traded for Randy That's, Moss. Okay, listen. <laughs> the, point, the point I'm trying to get to is, what did Randy Moss do when he first got there? What did, what did happen at the end of the season? Uh, he They went undefeated. They <laughs> lost in the Super Bowl. This is a terrible example. They lost example. in the Super Bowl? Yes, they lost to the Giants. The Giants. Dang, that was did. the year they he broke the record. They, Brady broke the passing touchdown record. But what I'm, the so point I'm getting at is... Came back and beat the, point, the point I'm getting at is... They're going for the gusto because Tom Brady's getting older. You know, they're pulling out all the cards. Getting more weapons. I don't know if... I mean, they of course... They Dwayne Allen, who's a nice fit. I mean... Right. I, well, they had to get some tied in because Martellus left, so... Yeah. yeah they they only have this guy uh, named Robert Gronkowski. He can't play, though. He's, He's always hurt. Leg. Listen, he could play eight games a season. He's the most be the jacked be- up back ever. It doesn't matter. He could play eight games a season and be the number one tight end of all time. <laughs> Besides Tony Gonzalez. He is awesome. Shannon Sharp. As much as I don't like the Patriots. Nah, I I like, I love Mr. Tony Gonzalez. Gonzalez is better than Shannon Sharp. <laughs> yeah, Tony Gonzalez is probably number two. Richard Rodgers is pretty nice. Are you being serious right now? No. Who? Would you make that face up before? Who? <laughs> Who's number one? Gronk. I mean, uh, I like Tony I, Gonzalez. I, I, I like don't Gronk, like the Patriots. But I'm Tony Gonzalez was consistent, and he was always yeah, but there. Gronk has had so many like multiple t- uh, double-digit touchdown seasons. How many? Yeah. Seasons? I don't know. Six Aaron Hernandez did pretty good with the Pats. Stop! Don't bring this up. We're not talking about Aaron. Aaron Hernandez, Hernandez the player. He may be available for free agency soon. Why do you say that? I mean, I heard that some of the witnesses were a little sketchy in the in the uh, trial. Reopen, so open the case. I feel like I there's probably going to be. I feel like there's probably going to be a uh, mistrial. He might get off on this. He's gonna be back in the league 2019. He's good behavior. <laughs> Gosh, hey, can you say that with a serious face? So Rob, um, Rob Gronkowski has 68 career touchdowns. Um, in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven seasons. Well, and we saw that even when they lose a top player like Gronk, they can still pull it out. Transition to um, a team that has lost a big player and not been able to really keep up the energy and keep up the keep momentum. Up the pace. Back to the basketball. Back to the basketball. And uh, the Gold State Warriors. Yeah. What has happened? They lose KD. They didn't even have him. Two years ago, they didn't have him. They won the most games of all time. Okay. But how he, basketball he, he, on, works. I'm going to stop you because there's uh, there was a conversation about this I heard recently where people were saying it's the same team. It's not the same team. They don't have Harrison Barnes. They don't have Bogut. 
They don't have near the depth that they had. They had, uh, don't make that face ever again. <laughs> they don't have Barbosa. I mean, they've lost like four Hey, can we talk about the new um, Pirates of the Caribbean movie now that you said Barbosa? It reminded me of... Uh, <laughs> Captain Barbosa. <laughs> so, anyways. Uh, so, yeah. Are they trash or are they just going to get their chemistry? They're not trash. They have two no, of the best players just, in the league. Come on. First of all, they had to learn how to play with KD. I told first. you guys they were going to fall. Now they have to learn how to not to play with KD. With less. Does this so, open the door? You know what also is going to happen? Once they figure out how to play without KD, KD's going to come back. Then they have to relearn how to play with KD. So then they do like they did at the beginning of the year. So the West is wide open, in other words. So who takes it? Spurs, right? Spurs are, Spurs are Spurs going to catch it. up to them. I think they're only like a, a game or two behind. And they've them. got the MVP. I mean... Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard's going to be the MVP. Are you serious? That's Absolutely. my MVP prediction. I don't think so. Well, the Spurs... The Spurs gonna have it, but I honestly I think LeBron wins it. Okay, so LeBron's just doing his thing. He's LeBron's got not gonna win and it. he's able. He's passing now. He's he's distributing it to his guys around him. I think LeBron wins it, but I really like. Who would really you like, like to Spurs. win? It? I would like to see Kawhi win. Uh, Kawhi. Kawhi win it. Mm. Why? Is just because I think he deserves it. Because he because he plays hard on both ends. Mm-hmm. You know, Westbrook is one sided. He's the only player out of all. Who did I? Uh, I didn't have. Uh, Westbrook is one sided. Uh, Harden's one sided. LeBron plays both. LeBron plays good defense. Mm-hmm. Kawhi plays better defense. <laughs> amazing defense. Mm-hmm. So I think because he's an all around player, I think that's why I like him. But anyways. But I do think I do think this really opens the door for the Spurs, the Golden State. You think about it like they might need to take Kawhi might need the to take the best two teams in the league. The last three or four, and then nobody plays. The last three or four um, championship MVPs have been like wing players, like uh, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, um, Iguodala. Like they, all three of those players played. Like You're talking about the position. finals MVPs. The finals MVPs. Yeah. I said championship MVPs. But, like, I, for that simple fact, I think it's going to be, it's going to end up being Kawhi Leonard. I think so, too. I mean, it's definitely I, I a hope. possibility. I, I, hope. I mean, I think it's got a good chance. Yeah. And he's won multiple defensive MVPs. Can we talk about that, though? Can we talk about the resting? They just need to get him some rest. <laughs> rest. I mean... I, I do. I'm gonna go ahead and applaud uh, Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson for going off in the pregame show and the first quarter and just talking about how the, the NBA needs to step in and do something that's a detriment to the fans. Probably uh, started it all. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is that's why people don't like San Antonio. That's personally why I don't really like San Antonio because he's always trying to rock the boat and do things that are. Yeah, borderline like, like like hire a woman coach well that's fine i mean <laughs> that's why that's acceptable <laughs> <laughs> no it just like it's it's like i feel like they're taking advantage of the fans because you know they they've already made adjustments to know the back to backs i don't know that they're taking advantage of the fans i think that they're not which as a coach i'm thinking of my my team first mm-hmm. but i think that they ha- they're not thinking of the fans whatsoever, but I think and I think that's what that that's what needs to happen is that you know it's like why 
four of your top six players. That's why do ridiculous. four? Why do four of your top six play? You only play five players. Why does your one through three and your six man have to be out on the same game? You know, I mean, Draymond could have taken a day off on Friday. You could have let Iguodala and Steph have a day off on Saturday. You know, you can. You, why does everybody have to have a day off at the same time? I think that it's is that the honestly, coincidence? though, it's like you pay you play eighty games a year. It's a it's it's a it's a mind game though because it's it's Kerr versus his former coach Popovich and he's saying like we're not going to show you anything that we have right now. That's what initially I was thinking because it's all like a strategy strategy yeah. you know for the, I didn't for I've the ne- real I haven't thought of it that way you know it's like but, but why the show is, you you're not giving him why any, show you my hand game take, game why take show you my hand during the regular season it doesn't really matter yeah. When I, we I have to play I seven that, games, and I haven't heard anybody say that, yeah, like a listen on the radio and stuff like that, I haven't heard anybody bring that up, yeah, of, of it being a strategic. And that's a way like, they could be ahead of the curve. Yeah, that's how Kerr is, though. I mean, yeah. he does stuff like that. Like when he was talking about, um, they were doing media interviews. It was last year, the year before, and he was like, "I'm not going to tell you." Basically, to the fans. Oh yeah, he to the, everything to the close to the. But the thing the is, like, as far as strategy, you know, it's it's fine and dandy that they want to be strategic about playing their players or whatever their decision is behind it, resting their guys, making sure everybody's healthy. But the fans are the ones who are suffering. Mm-hmm. When you look at, um, they're showing shots of kids in the stands wearing Steph Curry jerseys and they're distraught. It's like, if you're a five-year-old kid, you don't understand any of that. Like That, that kid may never watch basketball again. They may lose their, their joy for the game because... Right. Well, I mean, what the happens? What happens if the one game they got they to lose the viewers? What happens if for your birthday, you know, my birthday is this month, and my dad buys me tickets to go to a Patriots game, and every game was sold out, and all he could get were tickets to Game Seventeen, and they're playing Orlando Magic. They're fourteen and one. Well, the Patriots wouldn't play the Orlando Magic, oh, but they're uh, <laughs> you know they're fourteen and one, and Tom Brady doesn't play that last game. They sit there. You know, they they sit. I mean, yeah. I mean, effectively, that's kind of the same thing. I it, mean, you it, know, it, I mean, it's different though because the reason in the NFL it's different. If you're paying for Game Seventeen, you go into it having that expectation as a possibility that those guys could sit out. In the NBA, you we buy a marquee games, game, and you, you buy, buy a marquee game, game where they're playing against the Spurs, and then you have the guys sit out. But you're not. And you paid and you paid but, more for that game because it's. A but, marquee game. And, and that's right. the thing, like, okay, so if you buy, like, I'm t- you, if you take it, like, as, like, baseball, you understand that if a team has played two weeks straight, and these guys have played 14, 15 games in a row, and it comes to, they play on Sunday night, they play the Sunday night game, and they get done at, you know, 11 o'clock at night, and then they got a, a, 6, a 6 p.m. game, 7 p.m. game the next day, you have, you have kind of... And understanding that okay, it's a Monday, it's a Monday game, you know, all the all the big name players may not play, you know, because they've been on a long road trip, this yeah. and that, you know, you, but you, nothing about this game would have suggested that these players might have set out. You know what? Else? It's a it's a big time game. It's on a Saturday night. It's being hyped up all over TV. Oh yeah, it's on nationally televised. Oh, I know. I've saw so many ads about it. That's why I was actually. Turned the game on because I'd seen so many ads for it, only to find out 
those guys. I mean, that's what happened pretty much all NFL season. Like, well, not because the players were wanting to rest, but like there was a big game. I think uh, Carolina playing um, Tampa Bay. You know, James Winston and yeah, uh, Cam Newton. That was a big. I think that was a, maybe a it was a Monday night Monday game. night game, yeah, and definitely. none of those both of those players didn't play. They were both James out. played. James played. Yeah, okay. Cam didn't play, but like concussion thing. The, that, I watched uh, it. That's the only reason. I remember. Right. But uh, the that thing narrative is, changes. Like you yeah, know, you're going into it, it thinking that, man, this is gonna be it, man. I bought my son out. You know, we're a small, small market. We got this big player coming in. Blah blah blah. It's LeBron James. It's Steph Curry exactly. wearing his jersey. You know, we can't go to the weekend games because those those big televised games are like for small markets. Say if they're going, it's like the Curry. Golden State is going to be playing like like I said, the Orlando Magic or like um, um, Carolina. Car- <laughs> yeah, Charlotte. it's called Charlotte. Uh, yeah. Charlotte, like um, and then Curry, Curry fans and the kids are like, you know, Curry is to these kids are like Michael Jordan, right? You know, so right. like when he doesn't play, it's like, oh man. That's a shocker, and like Ben said, it could turn them off the sport. They might go play. Well, the thing that so um, so if we put on our fan hat, we dislike it. We dislike the rest. I right? well, but if we put on our coach hat, do we understand I, it? Well, you need. I mean, just like we we have regular jobs, we take PTO days off. You know, so yeah, but we schedule that two weeks in. Okay, let's talk about something. <laughs> let's, let's talk about something. So, the NBA has made steps to avoid so many back-to-backs so that the players can get more rest so that these things can be avoided, right? They've made steps. They're continually trying to improve the schedule, but then this th- these things still happen, you know? So it's like, it's almost like a slap in the face to the NBA where they're, they've made these improvements to the schedule to try to help the players, but then the, their teams are still... And I don't we necessarily blame the players. I mean, it it is it when it comes down to it, it really is their decision whether they're going to play or not. But the coaches have a big say so in that, mm-hmm. you know. And and I'm not saying it's the coaches' fault either, but I think the NBA does need to step in and say, look, you know, we can't have our marquee players sitting out games when they're healthy, or at least not so many players well, sitting. And out. not even and to not even dress. Yeah. Here's the thing, like if you're gonna do that, at least like if you're gonna Go if you're gonna around. sit him, if you're if you're gonna sit him for the fans' sake, at least let at least have Steph and him go Interact out during shoot around. Yeah. You know, maybe 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 just you know play him ten minutes instead of their 30, 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you can still get that guy rest, but it's yeah. like whenever you decide and like hey, he's gonna be in street clothes, then like the fans show or up and they're like the, the fans are so excited and then, and then. He comes out in his, you know, $2,200 suit and is like, oh, Steph's not even dressed. This is disappointing. That's a bummer. Yeah, but I mean, you know, at least you get to see something. You get, you know, let him, let, see him shoot some threes and, and shoot around. I could see, you know, uh... let him, let him get the tip off or something. Like, let him, obviously Steph's not getting the tip off, but, you know, let him, let him start the game and get a few minutes and then pull him out, you know? You can still get him rest without having him in a suit. The thing about NBA players versus, like, other sports, too, is the NBA does a good job of, like, making their players larger than life, you know. You have these marquee names like LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, James Harden. Yeah, they allow players to market themselves versus... Whereas in baseball, it's more like the team, you know. 
So if you have a guy sit out after, like you said, they played two weeks straight and they need to sit a guy out, it's not as much of like a big deal to me, to the fans, as it is when you're going to watch LeBron James play. Right. Like you're going to see the Braves. You're not going to see Matt Kemp play. You know what I'm saying? Versus when you're going to the NBA games, you're going to see Kevin Durant. You're going to see Russell Westbrook. You're going to see LeBron James. Do you think the league needs to address the rest thing? I, I think so. Yeah. It will happen. Is it something that the, it, it that's something that the league needs to put their hand in? And, and I think extend, they have to because if to. they don't, then that... It's uh, going to start happening more? Yeah. It's, it's going to be gonna, more subject to fines. That, like, the, the league will fine the teams. Yeah. Just like uh, when they threatened to fine um, the Spurs when they rested players and they played the this one LeBron was still playing with the Heat. You think that's something that the league you think that's a good avenue for the that's a good thing for the league to start doing is to monitor and stuff like that like player rest? I think what makes you know, the NBA great and what's actually distinguishing um the NBA's commissioning from uh NFL Silver <laughs> is is kind of like hands off. Like he's not. Well, unless the teams play, lets, lets them make their own decisions. Right, be creative in their own rights, and I think that's the probably the best. A- Whereas in the NFL, Goodell has is, his hand in everything. He's the beginning and end. Right. right. You brought it up earlier too. We talked about it before the pod that um, that the NBA has kind of made a stance on certain social issues. They they made a stance on the Donald Sterling thing with the Clippers. Mm-hmm. They got him out of there. They also made a stance with. Uh, the North Carolina thing, they didn't allow the All-Star game to be there because of the bathroom law. They made a lot of positive stances. There, there's a lot of stances they made about social issues. Um, so it's like... But they, they get to a point kind of, They get but, to a point where they, they start getting into, well, hey, why didn't you... Why didn't you speak up and do something about this issue? Why didn't you speak up and do something about this issue? You know, why don't you, you know, so you, that's kind of, that. that is kind of. It's a that's lot kind of social of, issues, though. That's kind of some, uh, a sticky, yeah. the, some sticky subject. Yeah, Goodell to to, situation. You know, it's kind of something where, you players. know, Goodell has his hands in everything. Yeah. Some so players like, are trying to see what they can get away with. It's like with Andre Godala, he, an interview after uh, they lost Friday night, and then they were going to. This is so. This is even before the players got rested, but they played the Timberwolves and they lost. So he was he was so Andre Iguodala was asked, you know, what you know, what do you think's going on? You guys lost two in a row, and you know he's frustrated. He wants and he knows that the media is trying to bait him into a real deep answer. Okay, so his response is basically the clean version is. Like basically, what you want me to say? Right. Uh, we're gonna go out there and try harder and try. You, you wanna know, be, keep doing better. You want me like, to be cliches? Like, oh yeah, we need cli- to get together. Cliches are good. Try harder. We're gonna yeah. get. We're gonna get. We're gonna get the next one. Da, 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 da. But what, how he worded it out of frustration right. is, what would what would dumb ends say? Right. What would what would dumb what would a and you have to see the video the kind of. Actually, I, I, me personally, I think you have to be there in person to got to kind of get the content of what he well, was trying to say. The video helps because you can see the frustration on his face. Where he's like, "Listen, like 
I want to say so much. Like right. I want to just let loose. But what I have to say and be politically correct is we got to try harder. We got to do harder. this. But him using the term like what would a, a dumb end say? Right. Like so that was one thing they. So he was fined ten thousand dollars because of this interview. The second part of that is at the end when he's asked, um, yeah, you if, know, if him and Draymond, him and Draymond, Clay, Clay and Steph, are, Steph are all taking the day off, they're 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 being sad. And he he didn't know about that, so he's like, "We're just going to do what Master say." So the Master say, and then dropping the the in bombs, um, a couple the in bomb a couple times. Um, got him fined $10,000 by the league. So, I understand his frustration, but the conversation goes to, um, you know, should he have been fined for that? Obviously, he should be fined for just using inappropriate language in a professional field. Like, anybody at their job, if they act as such are going to be reprimanded and such. So he has to, he, he, I believe he knows better. He's actually a very smart guy. Um, I don't know him personally, but just actually throughout his whole career as a veteran, he's had great post-game interviews. I think in that yeah, moment. always found him to be really intelligent. Yeah. Too, so. um, but it goes to, is it the league's responsibility to reprimand him or should that have been done by the team internally? I th- because the thing is, if I go to my job and my and my boss witnesses me a re- interaction with a customer, and says, "Man, that wasn't a really professional interaction," calls me into the office, and says, "Hey, look, you know, we can't have you, we can't but, have you acting that way with the customer." Well, overall, you know, what if you're overall, if you're saying that versus making racial slurs, though, that's a huge difference. Well, I don't overall, think I don't think that there was a, I don't think a racial slur was made. Overall, it was. He did. He did use the term. Use the N word. How is that not a racial slur? But what I'm no, I don't. I don't think the way that he, the context of how he used it was not a a racial slur. I think the context of how he used it is just like me saying, uh, you know, how you, how you, you when you say a dumb dude, a dumb like it, uh, it was not. It was not a. I don't think the way that he used the word was. It wasn't derogatory. It wasn't a derogatory in the in the context of it. It was. You know, just like me saying... He was in the midst of conversation, talking to someone. Say, like for me, I'm an African-American guy. That's like me talking to one of my homies in Nashville, saying, just talking amongst ourselves. But in this case, you don't use that language in a professional... um, In the public professional space. So that's why I feel like the league wanted to take charge. Before, I'm sure the team he's going to be talked to about to the owner and things like that because that's he's also a reflection of... It was a reflection of himself. It was a reflection of the team, team, his teammates, the the league. And and his his, organization. Right. So what it is, he knows that it it wasn't professional and he... I mean... I don't think the league should, because you don't want it to turn into the league monitoring or choosing who can say certain words and what right. word is used as bad words or um, so on and so forth. You don't yeah. want them to control language. Yeah. Um, because in the case that he used the word, wasn't meant to. Um, degrade or wasn't wasn't derogatory at all. Right. He just used it 
in in a professional sense to where it made people uncomfortable. So if you just read it on text, it's going to be used out of context right. because that word just holds so much weight. Yeah. Yeah. And then is and then the second phrase, you know, we do what master say, mm-hmm. which which Steve Kerr said that, you know, that's a kind of an inside joke in the locker room. It has nothing to do with Steve Kerr that it's it's kind of just a just a going around joke and the that and then he probably shouldn't have used it because the people who saw it didn't understand the joke and that Right. You know, so Steve Kerr seemed like he was kind of like, you know, it wasn't about me, kind of dismissive of it. But um, I think the combination of the thing just is what got him, in, it got him into it. hot water. Because honestly, whenever I first, on, on on the radio this morning, they're talking about it and they're saying, oh, him using the N-word, using the N-word, and it was all about the N-word. Right. And it's not but the then, first time a player, an NBA player has said that on a post-game interview. But the thing is, whenever I watch the post-game interview... What, where I thought he crossed the line was not using the N-word. Where I thought he was kind of, oh, come on, we probably should rein this in, is when he said, we do what Master say. say. Right. So that's, to me, where he crossed it. I'm like, oh, man, come mm-hmm. on. Right. You know, that's going to be, that's going to definitely be taken out of context, mm-hmm. which it is. If you look up, if you look up the interview online, any type of, it, without watching the video, any type of text, mm-hmm. that quote is by itself without anything else that was said around it. We do what master say. Right. We do what master say. It's, it's, it just seems like one of those conversations that's like an inside joke, but then when you you can't take an inside joke to use with your friends on to work and now you're re- being recorded and videoed, yeah. it's going to be taken out of context. They're gonna mm-hmm. The media is going to take key words and key phrases and just put that, and then they're going to link those two and mm-hmm. relate them together. And so this is what he's talking about. Yeah. When you really don't, pay attention to what he the to what he first said until he says do a master say. Right. So, you know, and I mean Westbrook has said the N word first and he used it actually close to in the same context as um I was about to say Draymond Green. Uh <laughs> uh Igudala. He just used it like I think they said um reporter asks so, uh, Russell, did you guys win that game or lose it? And he was like, what? It's a famous <laughs> meme on online. He says, what? Y'all tripping. And then just t- turns around and exits the interview. Who so is this? Uh, Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. And you can hear it. It's it's online. Y'all can just put Westbrook interview. And he's wearing yeah. like a, a green hoodie or something like that. But the NBA didn't step in on they that. They didn't step in on that. But that and that's what I'm saying. That, that It's funny how sensationalized the media pulls this stuff because on the on espn they pull everything is oh inward 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 Mm -hmm. honestly i don't that's not what got him fined right what got him fined was the whole context and him saying do what master say do what master say you know because that's that's what got that's what got him fined but the thing is i mean you're talking ten thousand dollars that's like me (laughs) that's like me being you know saying something inappropriate at work and putting money in a cookie jar (laughs) and the boss calling me into the office and say hey man you know un un unofficial verbal warning hey man Let's not do that again. Let's let's right. reel it in. And what you know, it, ten grand uh, to Andre Iguodala? Right. That's a verbal. That's a un. That's a watch for that's, him. That's a watch. That's a that's an un- informal. Right. Verbal warning. Right. Um. So, anyways, um. One last thing, we uh, 
just finish it off with some some entertainment stuff. Uh, what's on the horizon as far as movies and TV shows, stuff like that, that you guys are excited about, or what have you seen lately? Well, Beauty and the Beast is coming out this week. Beauty and the Beast, Beauty and Beast is coming yeah, out this it, week. Sold out. Sold out. Sold out at all the Pre-sales. theaters around here. No way. All right. Yeah, all the, there's no. one theater. because all the women. There's... There's the one, one theater. The what's the What's the new theater? The AMC or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the new. No. What's it called? That's a Regal. The new. Yeah, the Regal. The Regal movie theater. They have an eleven o'clock showing. They still have tickets open for. PM. PM. For eleven PM. For Sunday, Nobody wants but to stay all the other I mean, movie theaters. Friday or Thursday. Friday. Okay. Friday. But all the other movie theaters sold out for Friday. So. Yeah. They're anyways. Gonna, they're gonna, gonna crush gonna the bank big. with this oh, movie, man. Because this is a popular story. Yeah, it's gonna be huge everywhere except for uh, that drive-in in Alabama that's not showing it because there's a gay character in it. Whoa! Who's the gay character? One of the guys in Gaston's crew. Oh man, it's terrible. They're like, we're not gonna show it because he's openly gay. How many movies have you shown that have gay characters in it that you like just because it wasn't publicized? You probably didn't realize it, right? Right. Anyway, we're not gonna get into that. But we are gonna get into it. But you're gonna show this movie about her falling in love with a beast. Mm -hmm. What kind of beast is he? So we're not gonna. So you're gonna show his bestiality movie, but you don't want to show it because he's gay. (laughs) So uh, what we are gonna get into is that. The speaking of beast, no, start over. So we're not gonna get into. This. So what have you guys? What have you guys seen lately? What are you excited about? <laughs> we're just skipping the Beauty and the Beast all together. <laughs> we're not even gonna talk about it. It's getting completely <laughs> cut out. Yeah, we're cutting that all out. <laughs> all right, go ahead. <laughs> Leave this in though. <laughs> yeah. So Logan, Logan, that movie was Logan Steakhouse. Logan Steakhouse. Logan, the movie about the Wolverine. So this is... My Hugh, dad worked for Logan. This is Hugh Jackman's last <laughs> Wolverine movie. Supposedly, yes. Have you guys seen it? I have. Have I've you seen, seen it? it? Yes. Oh my gosh, I'm left out. Tried to invite you. All right, no spoilers. No spoilers. No, we're going to spoil. Every Bro, spoiler. I haven't seen it yet. Spoil alert. Spoiler. You can't spoiler <laughs> alert me you when I'm in the room. You can't even say spoiler. Don't spoiler. say spoiler. Spoiler Alert. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. No, bro, you can't spoiler alert me when I'm in the room. Sorry. Stop saying spoiler alert. But okay, just was it great or what? On a scale of one to five, one to five, uh. One to five? One to five? What kind of scale is that? That's like Rotten Tomatoes. Five goes stars? To five? This is Yelp. Yeah. yeah. Rotten Tomatoes gives percentages, my. <laughs> it gives five tomatoes. No, it doesn't. Um, so, so uh, hey, no, listen. Um, So, Raz, you get. um. Mm, bowls of jambalaya. So, on how many bowls out of five? How many bowls of jambalaya would bowls you give? Bowls of it? jambalaya. So, for using the star ratings, you can use half a bowl. If Let's you need see. To. I'll give it four bowls and a take home box. So, how much did you? Uh, so, about a half. So, like four and a half. Four, four and a half bowls. Like, I would. I'll, to be honest, I'll give it five bowls. Rewatchable. It's to me personally, it's not rewatchable because it's it's emotional. It's like one of those mm. m- movies that, like, man, I saw that once. I don't want to see it again oh, because man. there's some real moments in there that it makes me as a movie goer. Because when I watch movies, I try to put myself in the scenes. Like I'm a real actor, but you're very. Like, I try to person. get invested in it, and those yeah. one of those movies. He's like, also it's, an extremely easy critic, by the way. <laughs> Like, so, Ben, how many uh, sneakers would you give it? How many so, pairs? Uh, five pairs of Jordans. 
I give it five. I give it fives. Honestly, it was a really good movie. Like it four? was, it was really well done. I thought I liked the story. Um, I thought it was a good way to wrap up certain things without giving away too much. I I don't um, think they wrapped up anything. Okay, but you're just wrong. But so, we'll go on. You know what? You don't want to know why? Because no, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to I, watch I'm it. Not, I'm not. I'm gonna watch, watch it I'm and not. be the um, I'm gonna be the deciding factor. I feel like so they didn't. The thing ra- is. Like okay, go ahead. the 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 gore and the like, the violence in the movie was more accurate to the Wolverine story because they finally made an R-rated movie. Everybody's been waiting for that, so I feel like it was a very satisfying movie to watch because it was like kind of everything you expected and have been looking for in the Wolverine story for a long time. But it was open ended, Res. Open wrap, wrapping up. To me, meant that D- the, they so didn't, they they closed the ex- they closed other storylines but left others open. That's the thing or? they don't score uh, close storylines with X Men films like they they're. I'm not saying all they, of X Men. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about any X Men. I'm talking about size one and two. I'm talking about Wolverine story. I think is wrapped. up. Well, yeah. Um, I think they touched. I, everybody wanted the gory Wolverine film, and you finally get it. I, uh, from Logan, which you know they kind of got the concept from Old Man Logan the comic, which was cool, but just like for me, in like just like any other X Men movie besides X One and X Two, it didn't it didn't keep the the storyline integrity together um, at all because you can't you can watch this film on its own without watching any other X Men movie. And that's just like every other X-Men movie. You don't have to watch X-Apocalypse or First Class or, you know, any other movies to try to get what's going on. That you, they just, I think Fox just makes X-Men movies just as like a standalone only. They, you can't, besides yeah. one and two, I don't feel like they, they don't run together at all. Like you can't say, oh, well, I knew this was going to happen because this was... This this is what they started on first class where, you know. Well, but that's not necessarily like true that. because I feel like the timelines can get extremely confusing. Right. If you don't if you haven't seen the other movies like, when Days of Future Past came out, if you hadn't seen, first class, you would have no idea what's going on, and I still really don't have any idea what was going on because that movie's timeline was so jacked up. Anyway, we won't get into a critique of every, X Men movie, but. But but you liked Logan. I liked Logan. We both thought it was for the movie an itself. Movie. Yeah, I think it was good. Um, I think it's by far the best X Men movie ever made. Um, yeah, I don't know if you include um, Deadpool as an X Men movie because he's a villain. But Deadpool was everybody loves Deadpool. Yeah. I mean, I don't know anybody that's seen it that didn't think it was awesome. So Deadpool, what he was never actually an X Men. If anybody knew that or not, um, please push your glasses up. <laughs> right, this is a geek, um, geek fact. X Men actually, Deadpool was not an X Men. Deadpool was never an X Men. Very white shrewd. He was in the X Men universe, but he was never an X Men. They always wanted him to be in, and he actually proclaimed himself as being a X Men in one comic. But it's neither said nor there. But yeah, overall, I love the movie, and um, and I like how. Uh, they gave like a, uh, a 
a trailer, I guess, before the movie, like a Deadpool 2 trailer. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was fun. That was pretty cool. Because it kind of threw me for That's just I, a little teaser. It's it was like a, a teaser, teaser. For Deadpool 2. And it's oh. on YouTube. It's not something yeah, it's you can... it's bad funny. Right, it's super hilarious. So Anyway, so... Uh, Anything you else? You talk about some television shows. Well, there's one, t- one show that... Uh, Everybody have one show. We've been watching designated survivor we're not each going through a show sorry we've been talking for so, two hours so now on wednesday nights is designated survivor survivor night mm. because it's not only designated survivor but also survivor it's so designated on. survivor was off forever yeah like so two months but the good thing is it was off two since months. like months it was off since like december it's been off since like three months yeah but we didn't watch it until like the end of January, beginning of February, so we oh, only had to wait a month. So that was so, pretty good. It's but, good though. Oh man, it was so good. It's it was very show. unexpected what happened. Um, just because the previews, they show like a bunch of the people that weren't nudity shot. No, it's on what cable are you TV. Talking about <laughs> get Joking. your head in the game. Come on, man. We don't. We can't all afford uh, HBO. <laughs> HBO Go. Come on, guy. Man, just because you're rich. Speaking dude. of. Big Little Lies is a crazy show. That's the show I wanted to talk about. Big, my girlfriend put me on that. What is it? Big, Big Little, little Lies. Lies. Big Little Eyes. Lies. Lies. Big Little Lies. It's like a. It's a show about all these uh, characters that live in Monterey, California. So yeah. they all got money. They all got money, and they live in the on the beach. I kind of equate it to how your life Lookout Mountain is. Signal Mountain. Sick. Well, I get uh, whatever. Yeah. I think Lookout money has more older money. Old Lookout's money. old. Me and Tony money. have an inside joke, like yeah, <laughs> Chattanooga. Lookout mountain is old, old money. money Signal mountain is new money. Yeah, now. no, I think it's new money though. What? Um, but you get it though, like yeah. So anyway, the uh, the show is basically a mystery as to who gets murdered and who do they get murdered by. It's based on a book. Nicole read it. Hmm. Um, huh. She really liked it. So we've been watching the show. It's was Survivor it's, good. It sucked you in though. Survivor's awesome, man. So episode have, one come out. It's all is everybody a return? I think every person has been on the show before. It's called Game Changers. So and Ozzy's been that, on nine episodes yeah, or like nine his seasons. Third or fourth time. Yeah. Oh my Malcolm, gosh. I think this is her third. His third time. Uh, there, there's a lot of repeat. Well, they're all repeat characters. They're they're all like intriguing people. But so, the good thing is, is these are people. What I like about what I like about the comeback seasons are there people that it's not like people that like, like oh hey I think I'd like to do Survivor and then they get three days in it's like you know, you can tell that they're no good at the game yeah and that they don't even really want to be there anymore. Whereas these people that have come back three or four times, you know, they're in the like Ozzy. He lives for the game. Yeah, exactly. He wants to be there, and so these people. That what I like about the comeback episodes are that these are people who actually want to be there, yeah. and who are gonna like they they fight, and yes. it is so. That's why I'm excited Scratching about scratching claw. It. So, anything else, guys? No, big little lies. I'm sucked in. <laughs> he goes back to it, of course. I'm sucked you in. Can't so take him out. I would, I would suggest anybody that likes TV shows and likes suspense that likes like stuff like how Ben described the show to be to check that out I don't even know if it's on the air anymore but I've been watching this show on Netflix called Frequency it's based on the movie it's pretty good yeah. alright well 
That about wraps it up. About wraps it up. Yeah, check I'd us say out so. on check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Um, listen to the pod if you're listening on SoundCloud or um, uh, iTunes. Give us a like, all that kind of stuff. Leave Tweet a comment. At us Do at something. The Tech Foul yeah. Pod on Twitter. And give yeah, us some uh, comment about any of our yes, any of our topics. Tweet at us. We will tweet back. I mean, if you disagree with any of our uh, NBA predictions or our our stance on any you know any of the other issues or anything that we talked about, you know, we'd definitely like to have some conversations. So right. hit us up at the Tech Foul Pod on, on all the social medias. All, all the Tech Foul Pod. So right. let us know. And until next time, peace. 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 Out. See ya.